0: hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the holy shoot podcast a podcast that is all about the world of professional wrestling i'm your host Broderick, and joining us on today's show is hi this is jason back once again
1: with the ill behavior mm. You know, they say that all men are created equal. But you look at me, and you look at Samoa Broad, and you can see that that statement is not true. See, normally if you go on Holy Shoot with another podcaster, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best of beat me. Then you add Big Jason to the mix, your chances of winning drastic go down. See, the three-way on Holy Shoot, you got a 33 and a third percent chance of winning. But I... I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Big Jason knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Broad, you take your 33 and a third percent chance minus my 25 percent chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning on the Holy Shoot podcast. But then you take my seventy-five percent chance of winning. If we was to go one on one, and then add but sixty-six and 2 percent winning, I got a hundred and forty-one percent <laughs> chance of winning. See, broad, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you, on Holy shoot. I realised I didn't actually say my name in that. Uh, so I'm
2: Sam. Oh, I thought it was Scott <laughs> Steiner. I no, it wasn't. I. Oh. I uh, do you know what? I actually just read. I, I have another line underneath that. Uh, where
1: I was going to do from the promo he says, see, but I'm going to break it down for all you ladies, would you rather be with Sam or would you rather be with Brad
0: (laughs) we're going to put that on a Twitter poll (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys uh, typical Enzo Amore uh, response to all your introductions how are you doing? Uh, pretty good yeah, not too bad today pretty good yeah yeah, not too bad either. Not too bad either. Uh, been a very nerdy weekend uh, in my household. Avengers End oh, Game. Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, I oof. did those back to back nights.
3: Very different, big fights, but enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not gonna go into two. Uh, I'm not
2: gonna go into spoilers. But uh, have you seen it, Sam? I have seen both both of those things. I tell you what, Avengers. End- I'm not that into the Marvel Marvel movies. So what <laughs> Avengers endgame really reminded me of was how much I fucking hate the general public. So, like a huge room full of people who can't shut the hell up, really annoying. And clapping at a film, man, don't even get me started. I
3: can't believe that they killed RoboCop and John Snow. I know.
2: Oh. Da, 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 da. I the... thought you were
0: going to say John Cena.
2: <laughs> In the same episode.
0: <laughs> can't believe Danny DeVito was the Night King.
2: I know that was the big. And twist Thanos. Coming, yeah. <laughs> Thanos. It was the crossover, yeah, where Thanos got defeated by Daenerys' dragons.
0: Yeah, I can't believe D from It's Always Sunny was um, Daenerys. I just... (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you know. um, That It's Always Sunny Game of Thrones crossover, fuck me. Um, There's there's one thing I didn't expect. By the way, uh, we do love the general public here on Holy Shoot. Um, It's just Sam who doesn't. No, uh, no,
2: none of, the, none of your listeners are the general public. Um, everyone who listens to this po- podcast is a very respectful, incredibly intelligent, erudite, and polite individual, I'm sure. And in a cinema situation, I'm sure they'd all shut the fuck up and let me enjoy the film I paid 20 quid to watch.
0: I paid 25.
2: Oh, damn. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> I went
0: IMAX, though. I went IMAX.
2: Oh, fair enough. I just went on, a, like, a posh screen at the... Oh, well, the Genesis in Whitechapel, which was all right. Posh I paid, I paid £9 for standard Woking cinema.
0: Just a, a Poor man cinema. Jason.
3: <laughs> it was good. I, well, I spent my money on cocktails before I went to see the movie,
2: which then made me enjoy it maybe a bit more. I was going to say that probably made it a bit more fun, yeah. Seven I, stars. I didn't drink because I heard it was a three-hour film, and I thought, yeah, I'm not making that mistake.
0: I was getting an aisle seat for that reason. I, I went to <laughs> midnight screening, so I had five shots of coffee instead.
2: Oh, yeah, I saw you on Instagram.
0: I didn't (laughs) sleep 8am.
2: Rock and roll.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Welcome to the film podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Okay, (laughs) Jason, I am the host. I know, you normally do that. that.
0: Yeah, so, uh, guys, terrific general banter as usual. We call this a general banter segment if you're new. So, anyway, coming up on today's show... We'll be discussing what we think is the number two wrestling promotion in North America. Is it Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW, or something else? And then to cap off today's show, we are also in the realms of fantasy booking once again, as we will be booking our ideal WWE versus our chosen promotion um, from the previous segment. But up first, after this short break, I will be reviewing Impact Rebellion. This past Sunday, Impact Wrestling hosted Rebellion in Canada's biggest city, Toronto, back in the same venue that they hosted Slammiversary last year. Was it as good as Slammiversary in 2018 or their most recent w, uh, pay-per-view homecoming back in January? I'm the only one who that watched this event, so uh, do you guys want to ask me my thoughts match by match or do you have any general questions? I've got some general questions. I yep. guess,
3: first of all, um, I wouldn't know, just understand production stuff with some of these non-WE shows. So it was in about a 3,000-seater venue. Did it look like it was a sellout, or did it look like they'd set it up in a way, that you couldn't tell?
0: Um, I wouldn't be been able to see 3,000 there. Uh, I'm not sure if there's people on the balcony. Like, I think there might be a balcony. I'm not sure. Uh, it's, it, it looks like a very intimate arena. I think there was more people there than at Slammiversary, because I think that was... Prior to San anniversary, Impact was struggling to sell out. Of course, they recently sell out the last tapings in New York, um, such as being the progress that they've made as a promotion from the very dark days only a couple of years ago. So, I th- it wouldn't surprise me if you know there were two or three thousand there. And, and before we get into
3: the matches, production-wise, was there any obvious major fuck-ups with screens going black or issues with sound, which sometimes happens on these shows?
0: I mean, the thing with Impact is it's as close as you to get to WWE-level production. Uh, you know, AEW... Uh, sorry, well, it wasn't AEW, but All In had more F-ups than any Impact paper you've seen. There were a couple of times where they could have got the shot better, uh, especially in the opening bout uh, and the six-man tag with uh, moose in the north and the rascals um, there's a couple of spots that they missed because of the camera angles that they were using i mean for those who didn't watch it the main hard cam was actually facing towards the stage so uh, sometimes you know there's a little for those who also didn't see it there's a ramp straight to straight to the ring and there's a you know there, there wasn't any like ramp down ring area all the okay. way around and so uh, yeah so and then <clears throat> then
3: the reason I don't watch TNA is because I kind of just lost interest I think I don't know how a lot of the guys are on the show I just got sick of them changing UK network and didn't wasn't that impressed with the show for some time um I think I've heard good things about a couple of their shows now um how did you so how did you rate this show overall
0: I would give it a grade of B I think it was a very it was a fun show it wasn't as good as their previous uh big pay-per-view homecoming or anniversary last year uh, but there's a lot of good matches and I think the beauty of Impact Wrestling is that there's something for everyone and I, I don't mean that in a WWE main roster sense um there's high flying action with X division matches. There's a lot of hardcore wrestling, which I know a lot of people miss because WWE and the PG era. And there's a lot of good technical stuff. And in comparison to say the Raw, SmackDown, SmackDown wins division impact is the closest thing that offers a similar level of competition. So, you know, this card really summarized how good impact could be and how, Frustrating it could be at times as well, yeah, but it, it, overall oh, it's a good show.
3: It looks like they managed to not fuck up the main event finish, so that's always a plus. Um, before I go into a couple of the matches that I was more interested in, Sam, was there anything you wanted to ask?
2: Uh, no, I not not really production wise. I guess I was interested. Yeah, like you say, I I don't watch Impact, and I so I don't know who hardly any of the people on there are. So I'd be interested to see, you know, yeah, who was on the card. I think the only name I recognise so far has been Moose.
3: Yeah, so if we start with that match then, so I've seen some highlights, just some real quick clips, and I saw Moose and the North versus the Rascals. The Rascals look pretty cool in terms of, like, they're not exactly big guys, but they look like they're a great team in terms of coordination of moves. So it looked like it was a fun match.
0: Yeah, it was a fun match. Uh, yeah, as Simon mentioned, Moose is probably the biggest name, being a former NFL player turned uh, pro wrestler, tra- trained at Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, this was a fun match. I would probably give it three, three and a half stars. It's just quick-paced action. The Rascals remind me a lot of the Young Hardys uh, back in the early days of the Attitude Era. In terms of what they can do, they're very high-flying, they're very fun, and it's the first time they've been booked in something qu- quite serious in impact and Impact Wrestling. You know, they've been around for a little while. I think on Impact now, they were at the last pay-per-view, and one of them was in the opener. But yeah, this is the first time they've been booked as a group on an impact pay-per-view i think and uh yeah it was a fun match so
3: the one of the match, the match just before this so there was eight matches on this show and i'm not yeah. going to worry about the um six man let's do the spots to start the show traditional that was a yeah, good a, fun impact match. match but it's always, it's always that way so not, yeah. i don't really want to talk about that match. i yeah. know that, that's always fun um but they had an intergender singles match we don't get many intergender matches on i guess north american shows in terms of on pay-per-view yeah. so that seems quite important
0: yeah, so Scarlet Bordeaux and Falabar have been having this rivalry with Desi Hip Squad, as far as I can tell. I kind of only watch the clips um, each and every week. Uh, Bordeaux is, uh, for those who don't know, is this very uh, sexy blonde character, and she lives up to the gimmick very well. It's something, by the way, that the performer feels comfortable doing. It's her gimmick, not one that was impact's gimmick so yeah she beats uh Rohit Raju in five minutes it was not a good match if I'm honest it was more just a fun throwaway but I think they're tipping Bordeaux to be a future knockouts champion I think she's actually a better wrestler than uh, the rest of the guys that were around in that match and some of the matches that she's been having on uh, the weekly uh, impact television uh, series so um yeah, it wasn't a good match, but it wasn't the best example of intergender wrestling. But you know, they they always tend to put the women over in, in these bouts.
3: And then, I mean, the other match with women on was Taylor Valkyria, and I think I, I forget as my that's uh, the name.
0: Those, those two.
3: Oh, you're oh, right, there was two, you're right, yeah, sorry, God, I, I completely, I need to come back to that one in a moment, but if I do the knockouts matches. So that's a good point, they had two women's matches and one intergender gender match, so it's yeah. sort of a good good to see the amount of women on the show, but they, got, they had Jordan Grace um, fighting for the knockouts championship, and I'm a fan of hers, yeah. and they, they got nine minutes, but um, I don't know, I don't know much about Taylor Valkyrie, though.
0: Yeah, so, uh, for those who don't know, Taylor Valkyrie, um, she is a bigger star on Lucha Underground, I think. I don't watch Lucha Underground.
2: That's where
0: I've heard of him from. Yeah, yeah, and also wife of former uh, Impact World Champion, uh, Impact World Champion Johnny Impact. I have no idea how I forgot that for a second. Yeah, uh, this match was quite disappointing, if I'm honest. I expected it to be more heavy-hitting, given the talent involved. Both women are capable of doing better.
3: Okay, so in terms of highlights of the show, um, did Gail Kim turn it on in her match coming out of retirement against Tessa Blanchard? Two amazing performers.
0: Yeah, so this for me was the best match of the night. Um, It was a great moment of passing the torch. I didn't really like the embrace at the end that these two had, mainly because I think Blanchard is such a good heel. It didn't make sense for her to break down in tears and hug Gail Kim. I think that was. I, I I don't like that indie sort of stuff on a televised. Uh, production have it by all means on an independent show or independent production but when it comes to something as televised as impact and especially with the heel work that tessa blanchard has done and it's very very good heel work um i didn't like that but aside from that this was a cracking match um i would give it four and a half stars tessa blanchard i praise go on sam
2: I was just going to say, how long ago did Gail Kim retire? Because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Uh, Yeah. Like,
3: maybe a year? Yeah. I know. It's been a bit longer. I looked this up a little while ago because of our, our mutual friend who is a massive Gail Kim fan. And we were trying to work out what she'd been up to. She spent a couple of years, it seems like, as a producer for Impact. Yeah. So it has been a bit of a break for her.
0: She's been a producer and agent. This has been a long turn storyline gail kim accidentally. well gail kim didn't accidentally cost tessa blanchard the knockout championship but uh she was referee at the homecoming match with Tyre valkyrie this is when Tyre was a face and uh tessa was just being nasty to gail so gail got a sweet revenge um but yeah gail has been out of the ring for a couple of years now so it wasn't that surprising that she was moving as quickly as she was um but I think she wanted a proper retirement match, a proper passing torch, considering I think the last one, not that I've seen it, was a, a botch fest. And Gail actually had to end up winning her last match. So I think she wanted to put someone over in traditional sense of wrestling. And there's no one better to put over than Tessa Blanchard, who is probably uh, the best female wrestler in the world, you could argue, right now.
3: Cool. Um, and quickly, um, just have a match. We had Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan for the X Division Championship. People will know Rich Swan from his WWE days. Um, I don't really have much interest in any of these guys. Was it much going on with it? With it
0: 16 uh, yeah. minutes? Yeah, this is a great hardcore match. Uh, well, I wouldn't say great hardcore match. I think it was a very good hardcore match where they told a great story between two former friends. Sammy Callahan's brilliant at um, really getting the best out of his opposition in terms of you know facial reactions and ring psychology i mean how in it, how the nxt system let him go or give him a bad gimmick is beyond me because he very much reminds me of dean ambrose when dean ambrose first you know started both in scw and in his shield days i think he's that good of a character wrestler but yeah, this match is very, very good. I think Sammy's had better hardcore matches in Impact, especially with the likes of uh, Pentagon and Phoenix. But I would definitely check this out if you're into hardcore wrestling. It's a very, very good match.
3: Did he um, use
2: the same name when he was in WWE?
0: No, he was Solomon Crow.
2: That was it. Uh, yeah, it was.
3: It was. He was. He didn't do well in T N in TN, into NXT. I remember I didn't really care for him. Then he's done doing better going, being Sammy Callahan. I mean, he's an, he, he's intense performer. I will give him that, but I'm just yeah. not into that style of wrestling. Yeah. Um, so the two big, I guess, the two main event matches here, because um, we had the world title where Brian Cage beat Johnny Impact in about 13 minutes. And that wasn't the main event, though. No. The main event was the world tag team title Full Metal Mayhem match with the LAX versus the Lucha Brothers. Um, I guess on the Brian Cage-Johnny Impact match, I've read up on this, it sounds like Brian Cage had a bit of a nasty injury. He seems okay. It's more like a bone bruise and some other issues, but he struggled for most of the match.
0: Was that obvious? Yeah yeah it was he slowed down considerably after taking a spanish fly from the ramp onto the ring floor uh it, it, you can tell straight away that he was kind of hurt the way he yeah they kind of pre- johnny impact did a great way of prote- a great thing in protecting him he finished the match it's a great shame for both men as well because both of them could definitely put on a four star plus match together without a botch finish which is what happened at um last pay-per-view home come in maybe yeah. third time lucky when they get to yeah, it. yeah well you know the the next program and it appears this is going to be the title match at Sanversary it's going to be brian cage versus mike elgin which i'm not excited about because i've never really engaged in mike elgin whenever i've seen him in new japan or ring of honor so you know maybe 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 Impact will make me care about Mike Helgen. Like, they've made me care about some of these guys. But, yeah, I've, I felt this was a, a good match that was a, all things considered. Like, you know, uh, it's a two-and-a-half-star match purely because Brian Cage was injured and credit to him for finishing the match the way he did. But, yeah, you could tell he was slowed down and not connected his moves properly.
3: So, Brian Cage is now their champ. He's a big-looking, big, bad-looking big, big bad looking boy. So, it's, sort of, it's kind of... Be interesting how that goes for them. Uh, and he's quite good in the ring. I've seen some of his A matches and some of his other like shows he's done, and
0: he's he holds oh, up his yeah, end for a big Oh, round. yeah, he is incredible for a tank. Like yeah. he is, a, he is a man tank. Like you know, uh, Sam. So, if you've not
3: seen him, you should just Google Brian Cage now, and you'll see he's like.
2: Wait, do you know? I'm literally
3: already doing that.
2: <laughs> he's he's like a weird. Yeah, I mean, can i just share the picture I'm looking at, maybe in the chat, so that you can all appreciate. What is, is this a Photoshop that I'm looking at, or is this actually him? That's
0: yeah, Brian Cage. yeah, Thank
3: that's you. this is Sam sharing a picture of the incredibly yeah. oh, it is. I, this I, is I'm,
0: ridiculous. I'm not sure if that looks a tiny bit Photoshop, but very similar to that size.
2: <laughs> what but was yeah. his name? He was in Lucha Underground. What was his name in Lucha Underground? It, was it wasn't Tank, K, was
3: it? it?
0: I don't, I don't know. know if
3: it was in Triple A, he was Brian Cage. I don't know where he was in Lucha.
0: So, so watch show...
3: looking that up just to, to finish this segment off. <laughs> Main event, I bet this is amazing though. LAX versus Lucha Brothers 20 minutes, full metal mayhem. Broad summary of this match, and I guess overall, are you recommending the show?
0: Spots, spots, spots. How do you like them? How do you like them? Spots, spots, spots. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that Blanchard versus Kim happened, this would be my match of the night. This was just so much fun. I, I will say again, it wasn't as good. I I know this is a frequent thing and it sounds like I'm crapping on the show a tiny bit, but this wasn't as good as a homecoming match was a straightforward tag match. That, in my opinion, was a near enough five-star tag match that you can get. But this, you know, I give it four and a quarter, four and a half stars. The ending to this match was just awesome when Ortiz powerbombed Phoenix through a table with thumbtacks. The one little thing I will say (laughs) is the referee went to count the fall behind the table that Phoenix was... (laughs) went through. So you couldn't see Phoenix's shoulders from where he was positioned. <laughs> but he was counting. And I'm like, oh that's a botch that no one's picked up on. Um uh, yeah, this was this was a fun match and it, it it just shows how far impact has come. It's a shame that Lucha Brothers for impact this is will go on to AEW but it was a nice touch by um by the riders to allow everyone to, you know, come down to the ring at the end and celebrate with the Lucha brothers and LAX. Just, you know, it's almost an end of an era because they've been around for a couple of years now, Pentagon and Phoenix and their contribution to the impact brand and restoring it to, you know, past glories almost, which is what it feels uh, was well-deserved. And I think putting LAX over on the way out, a tag team that is absolutely phenomenal and, one day will get signed by WWE and AEW because they are that damn good. Um, in fact, I'd probably put them as my top tag team in the world right now. Yeah, I I, I think, you know, for anyone who likes uh, TLC matches, for anyone that likes hardcore-type wrestling, you'll love this match. You'll absolutely love this match.
3: Cool, so... I mean, overall, you're recommending this show, especially if you've not watched Impact or TNA, whatever yeah. you want to call it, for a while, and it's worth giving the brand another go, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Like, I would definitely check out the last four pay-per-views as as well because they've... Uh, well, since the anniversary, they've been absolutely fun. They've done some stuff that I haven't liked, you know, like Ali the Vampire. there was just a bit too goofy for me, but, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Rosemary. But, uh, you know, aside from that, I think, you know they put on class matches on these shows they do a slow-paced storytelling on a weekly basis so you build up to these matches very much like nxu takeover i look forward to these shows just as much as takeover these days because they do provide something different and you're not you know you're not overindulging on good professional wrestling so yeah i definitely recommend checking out this show and their previous shows when i say it's a solid b grade i mean you know i mean that as a very good grade you know so yeah definitely check it out
3: cool so i guess that leads us into the next segment we'll be doing yeah i'll uh, let you handle that
0: so yeah uh i promise uh you guys that you'd be more active in our next segment where we debate which promotion is second to WWE in north america right after this short break
1: hey you if you like the podcast then remember to like the holy shoe wrestling podcast on facebook and follow us on twitter at holy shoe pot do it do it now
0: For years, the number two promotion once WCW folded back in 2001 was TNA, now known as Impact Wrestling. But since their plight early in the decade due to years of mismanagement, we have seen other promotions rise, such as uh, Ring of Honor New- and New Japan Pro Wrestling, who have seemingly taken that spot. And now with the advent of All Elite Wrestling, or AEW as colloquially known, a promotion that is definitely looking to change the world, of Pro Wrestling, we thought it might be a good idea to discuss what we think is a number two promotion in the US and Canada today. Jason is here defending the plucky upstart AEW, Sam is defending Notorious Workhouse, that is New Japan, Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor, and I'm defending the Phoenix of Pro Wrestling Impact. So, uh, who wants to start by saying why they think their organisation is number two? And when uh, do we say number two? We don't mean crap. So I'll, I'll start with the
3: like, plucky yeah. upstart, as you call it. it, is AEW. Um, it's hard to call something a plucky upstart when they're owned by this one of the richest men in America, but it's worth $6.7 billion. So I think that's going to play in. But I guess just some context for why I'm going with AEW. Basically, there isn't anyone else. Um, I appreciate AEW are not anywhere on the board now. We, you know, As we call them, they're just a t-shirt company at the moment. But when you look at um, size and like what the other guys have got in terms of their TV viewerships, TNA now gets 15,000 viewers on the Pursuit channel in the US and about 10,000 on Twitch. That's from that they were 150 before they moved to the Pursuit channel. So they, they dropped from 150,000 to 15,000. They're dead. No one cares. It's going to be my honest assumption of that despite how much of a good show they're putting on. Um, Ring of Honor, you can't really get rating fit numbers for... MLW is also apparently under the 100,000 so they're all pretty tiny. So while AEW has no TV ratings yet, let's look at what we can and let's look at the sales they've had for their shows. They're selling at 10,000 seater arenas in seconds. Uh, I don't think any of those other guys could get close to doing that. So that's why I'd say they're number two really. Um, Yeah, at the moment they're not there. I'd accept that but when you look at who has the buzz, who's got the social chatter, the finances, and apparently the TV deal, there's no way I'm looking past AEW as the second biggest wrestling company in America uh, by the end of the year. That's my case.
2: So I think my position is an odd one because I think if we had this discussion a year ago, there would be no no question that Ring of Honor was the number, or Ring of Honor and New Japan together were. Collectively the number two promotion in in America. But in this business, a lot can change in a year. Uh, And obviously, AEW have poached a lot of their top stars. With that being said, even without the power of uh, the elite, basically, um, it's funny that you should mention uh, that they sold that the uh, AEW guys sold out a 10,000 seater stadium within a few minutes of the tickets being on sale. Because recently, New Japan and Ring of Honor together did sell out Madison Square Garden for the G1 Supercard on WrestleMania weekend. Uh, they actually sold 60 percent of those tickets on pre-sale and the remaining tickets were all sold within 16 minutes of of the of the sale going up. Now, that is a massive show on WrestleMania weekend but it's still kind of indicative that there's definitely still a lot of interest in the, uh, in, in those two collective rosters. Uh, one thing I would say, though, uh, all the New Japan shows in America have all been huge draws, and I feel like that's because New Japan still has the novelty factor of, of you know, it's rare you don't get an Akada match on US soil very often. You don't get an opportunity to see, you know, uh, any of the other kind of top uh, New Japan guys, any of the LIJ guys and, and, and things like that. And I think there are quite a lot of new Japan fans in America created by uh, the elite. So I think there's still something to be said for the Western expansion there as well. You know, are still a reliable draw. Um, so I think even though, yeah, ring of honor doesn't still have its top stars and maybe it, it's, it's kind of waning a little bit now uh, that, yeah, the new Japan guys are still a huge draw. And if they start pushing more shows, in america like they are doing this year with the g1 climax launch in dallas uh, then yeah they could be a, a, con- a conceivable threat to impact and and to aew
0: so we're talking about which brand is number two right now and i'm gonna pick up on sam's point first and foremost you talk about you know being number two last year i think impact had more tv viewership you know I'm just putting it out there. And I will say this, AEW is not even on a broadcaster yet. So, you know, there's your argument about viewership. And we all know that prior to this year, they were actually doing still relatively decent ratings, you know, considering the channel that they were on. And, you know, streaming services like Twitch is a future. And I think that could eventually work in their favor. Uh, beyond that, quite clearly impact has the best production value outside of wwe you look at all in's production value and i gotta be honest having seen a tiny bit of it i was disappointed at level production value uh,
2: interesting one you should mention because the all in production was done by the ring of honor production team which ooh. is why it was all a little bit kind of ring of honor as you guys may well be aware has real trouble with timing on their pay-per-views and with like technical issues and things like that and so that's kind of why aew had that with with yeah. uh, double I mean, or nothing
3: judging judging their production values on the first ever show they ran is kind of hard to do because i remember the first ever impact wrestling shows
0: okay so yeah impact you know you make that comparison but that was 2001 we're talking about 2019 and uh, you know as i said sam buried his own product (laughs) you know i did i did oh no my product's new japan come on now yeah well new japan and ring of honor and you know even then impact wrestlers product is better than new japan as well as ring of honor when it comes in terms of production value and with regards to aew we haven't seen what they've done yet we don't know what they're capable of we've seen one pay-per-view that was done by ring of honor they'll do another pay-per-view those numbers you know They came Um, under six figures. They're trying to say they compete with WWE. You're not even the number two promotion yet. You know, you've done two arenas, 10,000 seat arenas. And that's very good. Impact was doing arenas uh, back in TV tapings in 2010, 2011. You know, like, we don't know where all elite wrestling lie. And that's the thing. You can't call them a number two promotion until they're established with a TV deal, which, you know, no one has reported there's no deal signed yet. And we don't know if there's a deal that's going to be signed as much as the positive reports have been out there until a deal is signed. You're not number two.
2: So I'm also going to bury ring of honor a little bit further here. Oh, <laughs> dear Sam. I'm going to try and put over new Japan. Hear me out. Hear me out. I feel like, uh, having read kind of the backstage news after the Enzo and Cass bullshit that happened at the G1 supercard, Word is that a lot of the New Japan higher-ups and and the guys in the locker room really don't want to work with Ring of Honor anymore. They've got a contract that's ongoing, but there's pretty strong rumours that they're likely to break that partnership because they're not really getting that much out of it anymore. Now that people like the Young Bucks, like Kenny Omega, like Marty uh, who well, Marty Skull's still in Ring of Honor, although how much longer? Um, They were big draws for New Japan as part of Bullet Club. Now that they've gone, what does Ring of Honor have to offer New Japan?
1: The Briscoes!
2: That's basically it. But actually, from what I've seen, uh, well, I I mean, it might have just been a work, but G.O.D., after that bullshit with um, Enzo and Cass, really buried the Briscoes, like, not not in a kind of a wrestling, we're having a fight and we're better than you way, in a kind of, like, you guys are shits and you're bad at the business and here's all the reasons why, kind of behind-the-scenes type way. There was a lot of bad blood caused by that that enzo and cast thing
3: um,
2: so I wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe even linking up with all elite in the future instead of with ring of honor i' I've got two key points I think in terms of to Broad talking about
3: AEW not having any TV ratings to sort of back to compare to so I'll look at saying why they're number two if you look if we factor it all in we have to assume that's that's basically an AEW pay-per-view right when you look at the roster and the guys that ran it, okay. it just like their launch show um they did 20,000 pay-per-view buyers. TNA does around 9,000 pay-per-view buyers. so AEW First show, yeah, novelty bit. Their one show does double what Impact Wrestling. Wait, if they
0: in, okay, okay, cool. But that's fine. All In does twenty thousand. Their first pay per view that got all that hype online, all that social media presence, and they could only do twenty thousand in twenty nineteen. They, uh,
3: they could only do double what the apparent number two product in the UK, in, in the US, according to you, can do.
0: Yeah, Impact's being a regular promotion. Of course, they're going to have declining figures. You know, that's that's, terrible.
3: Them. They can't get. If they're saying that they're accepting declining pay per view rates, and they're not a grand company, they're a dying company.
0: Well, twenty thousand for. Okay, so All In has all this promotion, all this promotion going on online, and they could only get twenty thousand pay per views. Comparison to Impact's promotion, which you know they don't have the same. Level of marketing. Uh, oh, so they aren't. And they're pair.
3: not spending much money or growing, and they're the number two company. I
0: mean, you're I mean, not even a number two company because you don't even have a TV broadcaster is, yet. Do, do you need you to have, have... twenty thousand pay-per-view buys for something way more heavily promoted? That is a failure in marketing, I would say. I I, I think ever... a, 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 Impact has we... been incredibly realistic considering all its financial troubles to restore themselves as the number two brand in the United States and Canada. You're not number two yet. You um, will probably be number two. I will right, grant you that. The key point,
3: Impact actually has spent advertising budget promoting their shows. Um, the All Elite guys, they for that show, they didn't really spend hardly any money promoting it. they is all organic, social,
0: and buzz online. Well, they've so... got... Okay, that's fine. That's fine. they got... They exclude the budget for one second. All organic, all social, only led to 20,000. 20,000 fans probably angry at WWE's regular product and yet still probably
2: watch it and tweet about it so you, you, so, you're, you're, also you, you guys are talking about pay-per-view buys but does that take into account all the people who watched it live using the ring of honor streaming service instead of buying the pay-per-view through fight tv or all the people who watched it live through new japan world instead of buying it through fight tv because there's quite substantial numbers of people that, in both of those that's
0: all that's all fine and well sam that is all fine and good, but the problem is that's a Ring of Honor New Japan product then, and uh, not an AEW. Except, product. I think you'll
3: find it's a partner. AEW, do- yeah, but a that partnership. partnership
0: that partnership no longer exists for AEW because they won't need it going forward. They used it for
3: that one show. In exactly. the same way that I, yeah, I. So those figures
0: are redundant, in my opinion.
3: No, I think you're completely wrong.
2: I think I'm completely right. I I think it's interesting, Brod, that you mentioned about how Twitch TV, uh, Impact's partnership with Twitch TV, is an indicator that they are a forward-thinking company in one breath. And then you bury AEW and Ring of Honor and New Japan not having having TV deals with the other breath. When you literally said Impact has this streaming service and that's why it's really good. Well, these... If you, want no, to have a, I, if you want to I'm have a number...
0: I'm not burying to... the New Japan World streaming service or the Ring of Honor streaming service. You quite clearly haven't listened to my point.
3: Right. But,
0: you know, I'm saying All Elite, you know, they're, if you they're want going to be TV separate rating. from Ring of Honor and New Japan right now. They're going to be separate from Ring of Honor and New Japan. Talk about TV ratings in a second. Those figures aren't going to count going forward. So, you know, it'll be very interesting to see how well they do. But 20,000 pay-per-view buys, you know, I'm going to say it's very disappointing for them.
3: And do you want to talk like just TV ratings? So, Impact gets 15,000 viewers and 10,000 hey, on Twitch. You. I'm um, not defending the
0: TV, AW may not have a TV
3: show. AEW may not have a TV show, but their biggest stars have their own YouTube show, and that gets 100,000 views per episode. And that's
2: just the guys doing silly stuff. Just yeah. literally right. dicking about, yeah. yeah. Kudos and and to we them. didn't even know who was on the Impact roster earlier on tonight. That's your fault, not mine. I
3: just can't find any valid reason that you could give that Impact is number two company on any metric. No, I think <laughs> they're kind of. Brod, what metric uh, are you basing on? Give us a metric. All
0: elite. I mean, I haven't had a show yet, so, so you know. Give me the reason why that's, Impact that's, is number two. Give me the reason why
3: that's, Impact that's, is that's about that's
0: number that's, two. Give me a reason why all elite wrestling is number two. Oh, you know, come it's, on it's, now. You're the one under the under the light now, mate.
3: Tell us, Brod, why Impact is number two. I gave, me
0: you my, gave you my reason at the very beginning of the show. Okay. Okay. Give it, me, your number one it's not my fault you can't listen.
3: What's your number one metric why TNA, Impact, whatever you want to call it, I still call it I, TNA, I, why I Impact,
0: went, why is it number I two? I comparable production value to New Japan Ring of Honor, I think they're very good at that.
3: You're As I said, all on
0: production pres- values is why
3: they're the number two company. That's you your shouldn't. main argument. No. Just to be
0: clear. What's your number mm-hmm. one reason? They're an established brand, probably more established than Ring of Honor. they New a damaged Japan.
2: brand but no one cares about. Uh, when you say they're an, more established what? than New Japan, we are talking about only in America, right? We're not, yeah, we're yeah, not
0: considering... Yes, in Canada, that was at yeah. the beginning of the debate. So, you no, know, respect to New Japan. Uh, <laughs> no way any of our organizations could compete with New Japan in, in Japan. Japan. No. <laughs> So that's fair comment. Uh, But yeah, going back to my point before I was so rudely interrupted by Jason, you know, I grant you Impact was once a previously damaged brand and they are coming up again. There is more praise for the show in comparison to say what it was two years ago. They seem to be in a financially better state. It's a shame about their TV deal with Pursuit, but that doesn't mean that could change in the future uh when i said twitch is the future uh or streaming services like twitch is the future of how we consume tv and it's not just the future it's the present you know it's a bold move and i've got to give credit for the number two organization in the united states and canada for taking that step forward yeah I but didn't I, get
3: any actual valid reasons
0: I, but i want to say a point and that's about ring of honor you know you've and All Elite so you mentioned Sadiq Khan has what No, you know, Sadiq Khan, rich... not a, not Sadiq Khan.
2: <laughs> that's the wrong Khan
0: I, I've lost my argument I mean Shard Khan <laughs> and uh, Tony Khan uh, you know they are very rich and successful businessmen you know multi billionaires Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting
3: who doesn't give a fuck about Ring of Honor I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, what's you, can on, cro- you, you can tell what, me that Sinclair's what, worth six billion, but that's because of their news and yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. they're not going to invest that in Ring of Honor. They don't get, they care get, about get, it. Like, it all of these guys. did but,
0: it went, it went out of uh, bullying them to get out of Madison Square Garden. So Sinclair cared a tiny bit, at least. But, you know, what's not to say that, you know, Tony Khan, Shahad Khan could just go, you know what, I'm bored. I don't want to invest as much money in all elite wrestling. No, that is a distinct possibility.
3: It'd be really strange and it has nothing, but ba- don't think to back that up based on their previous business deals that they invest in long-term, despite whatever problems they may face. I, I'm not,
0: I'm not saying they wouldn't, I, you know, I would be in agreement to say All Elite Wrestling will become the number two promotion. But as was saying right now, you're just a t-shirt company. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that at all. Thank they're, you. They're still a long way off, AEW. Thank you. I, yeah. I, mean,
3: I don't know what you want to base it on. I could tell yeah. you based on hype, interest, Google searches, social What's media hype? following, YouTube channels, pay-per-view advice. sales, merchandise sales, quality and of, and of roster. Thousand miles, after all that hype and interest. I mean, every single thing I just mentioned, AEW comes ahead of both those other two in the US.
0: Yeah. So how do you feel about defending Ring of Honor in New Japan, Sam? Because we I, haven't heard much from you defending your product.
2: I haven't really been defending it because it's, I don't think Ring of Honor is the number two promotion in, in the US now anymore. I don't think there is a true number two promotion anymore. We're kind of in in a weird limbo. I don't think, I don't think Impact gets the kind of attention that it, 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 it would to be considered like a big second promotion going by the standards of, I guess, when it was the second promotion. I don't think New Japan or Ring of Honor, I think New Japan on its own, if they started running regular shows in the US, maybe they could become the number two. With visa but, problems. But Yeah, exactly. Visa problems. They, they're just not going to take those kinds of risks. Um, but I think their shows are still big draws because of the novelty. I think Ring of Honor is basically on the way down. They've got no real big stars. Nobody really cares about another Jay Lethal title match. You know what I mean? Um And 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 yeah, AEW haven't done anything either. It's kind of actually, it's quite an exciting time to be uh, an American wrestling fan because anything could happen.
0: I would say a wrestling fan across the world, you know, anything could happen. AEW could blow WWE out of the water. That's the potential they have. But then again, they could be the number three brand in North America, Jason.
2: Or they could become the global force. Uh, all <laughs> okay you
0: know what you know what? I'll, I'll take i'll take that one i'll take that one you know i'll take that blow well i'm uh, pretty
3: pretty confident if we put a poll out on social media i'll win it so i'm happy to put it out there
0: and see yeah. what
3: the see what the oh, view oh view no, for, 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 what, for
0: once you're glad to put a poll out jason because you feel super confident
3: i'm like more confident than anything probably. i am
0: going to set up multiple twitter accounts just to botch that poll <laughs>
3: I can, you know, you know i can see thing. who the voters are and just check that it'll be pretty obvious broad one two three four, <laughs> four one two three four
2: five will <laughs> be pretty obvious
0: no it'll be jason norris one two three four five and oh, he'll be like yeah,
2: then... oh, oh did i vote for that have i been sleep tweeting yeah
0: <laughs> do, do i consciously agree with this <laughs> oh god this has gone downhill right. well this
3: so, is to, yeah. I think the, the reason I want to move on to the next segment is let's talk about roster and dream matches if we were to line them up against uh, WWE uh, uh, and see uh, what looks better
0: yeah we'll probably just move on to the next segment because I think I could uh, shout at Jason for hours but joking aside that was a good debate guys and I think apart from Sam we might have to uh, agree to disagree here so I'm going to also follow Jason lead and be running a poll on this tomorrow so please uh, let us know your thoughts but after this break As Jason mentioned, we'll be fantasy booking our number two promotions against WWE's finest talents and creating our WWE versus our brand ultimate card after this break.
3: This podcast is affiliated with the WWL Meetup Group. WWL or Watch Wrestling London get together with many fans to watch pay-per-view replays on Monday nights and attend live events across London, be it WWE, Progress, Rev Pro, Eve, and many more. It's a great way to watch wrestling with friendly people and all are welcome to join. You can find out more at watchwrestling.london or just Google Watch Wrestling London and you'll find the Meetup page.